If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. You're listening to the Throttled Adventures Podcast. And now, your hosts, Cody and Chappie. Hello and welcome to another episode of Throttled Adventures. That was pretty energetic, Cody. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Well, I'm pretty good, but not as good as you, but we can't talk about that yet, so... Mm. Put my hand over my mouth. Mm. I just, I noticed this post that said something looks different. I don't know what that meant. Yeah, well... um, did you get glasses or something? No, some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do wear glasses or contacts. No, uh, only true BMW fans probably would catch what was different. Hmm. Of course, our listeners kind of know what's going on. I mean, they know I've been to the dealer. So, yeah, so, I mean... It's official, but it hasn't been officially announced yet. So, yes, yes, because there's a few things in the works. So, uh, not really saying exactly what I have yet, but I did. But I did trade my 19750 in for a new BMW. Excited, Tim's? Uh, No. Oh, okay. No, he's. I was trying to try. You can't buy his anymore. You can if you're Rob. Well, they're well, hi, Rob. You're probably listening. <laughs> All right. We thought for an interesting subject today, we would get into our motorcycle, I guess, history, you you could say. Like what got us into riding, some of our riding stories. I know you like to ask people, not only here on the podcast, but on your YouTube channel for a motorcycle memory. Yeah, it's kind of my favorite question. I love to hear. I'm 50. I've been riding since I was around eight. I've got a lot of memories. That's pretty cool because I'm eight and I started riding when I was almost 50. (laughs) If you ask my wife, she'd say that's probably true. (laughs) Curious case of Cody Button. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You you crack me up. I mean, um, (laughs) we've known each other a little over two years now. Holy cow, and man. 
Uh, this is probably my fondest motorcycle memory. Really? Yes. Wow. The wife and I decided to trade in the Ninja for the 750 because it was a touring bike, but it wasn't a twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 touring bike. So what does that mean? Well, like if Not you go to Harley, well, yeah, you go to Harley or uh, Goldwing, BMW, even BMW's got like thirty, forty thousand dollar motorcycles. They're full on touring, like Goldwing type, with the bags and all that stuff. Um, the thought when I bought the seven fifty, I bought the road version because, which is a seven fifty, whereas the eight fifty is their off road capable. It's got the spoke wheels. I got the one with the mag wheels thinking we were just going to do trips on it. Just she was getting trips. more into it. Yeah. She was more into it. And, you know, we did a couple of trips. We did a lot of riding that first year and, Oh shit. Where was I going? It's your favorite. Memory. Oh yeah. My favorite memory. So <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> keep us on topic. So, um, because we decided to start traveling, I had never traveled on a motorcycle, like on a trip. I only had like sport bikes and dirt bikes. Never had anything that you would want to throw some saddlebags on and go for a trip. So I started researching traveling on a motorcycle. And I don't know, the YouTube algorithm or something knew that I had a BMW. So they found Tim for me. And I started watching Tim's videos and I watched tons of Tim's videos. If anybody's not familiar, I'm talking about uh, Tim Collins from FTA Adventures. Watching that and seeing how he was giving back to the motorcycle community, it made me decide to get into making YouTube videos. And that's where... Ride on to... Yeah, well, that's where my motorcycle journey just exploded because of YouTube. Uh, I started making videos. Um, I reached out to Tim. He responded and, you know, he asked me, you know, what's your channel name? I want to, you know, subscribe because I want to follow, you know, and he was so down to earth and yeah, like I had a very wanting similar. to be, you know, f- a friend type of thing. And it was just, it was eye opening. And then, I got into the YouTube community and other YouTubers. I've made friends in England. I've made friends in Australia, New Zealand, uh, good day, mate, Canada, Jamaica, uh, South America. I mean, it's just, you got any in Vietnam yet? I I don't think so. I'm just curious because I just had some guy from like, Vietnamese dual sport tour or something. Yeah, and, and I'm like not he just, commented on my video. I was like, "Oh, well, I'm not talking. Ab- no, I'm not talking about like subscribers. I'm talking about like buddies, friends that I actually communicate with. You know, where I'll send them a message on Instagram, or you know, we communicate back and forth somehow or another. I mean, mm-hmm. I even have." Uh, several friends on Facebook because of the whole YouTube thing, you know, and again, all over the world. 
So it's just, it's mind blowing, isn't it? It is. And it all led us here today too, because you showed up in one of Tim's videos. Oh, I'm guilty. <laughs> yes. And I want to say when he did his Idaho BDR videos. Yeah. Did yours come out first or his come out first? I think his did. Okay. So he mentioned it or something like that and like gave you a shout out. And I went over and checked it out. And then me and you started talking in comments. And then we started talking through text. And then we started talking, you know, just like we were both starting out. So we offered to help each other out, like learn. So we started texting back and forth. And then we started calling each other. Yeah, our thumbs got tired. So we started calling. (laughs) And the wife's. The wives are like, Jesus Christ, you guys can't talk for less than two hours. I know. They're like, geez, you're like a couple of fucking girls. <laughs> then you had a brilliant idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, we did that one We did that one video together, and that went over so well. And it's just like to, to edit a video like that, and it was just, it was there was a lot more into that than just sitting down and having a conversation like with the podcast. The podcast is so much easier, I want to say. Yeah. And I don't know, the you have a more freedom, I think, in the podcast than you do yeah, on YouTube less, as well. Somebody commented the other day. It was a really cool comment. I wish I could quote it word for word, but uh, one of the points to kind of what you're making now, I think, is they liked that we kind of have, he called it an unscripted podcast or conversation, like a you know, it was kind of like just hanging out with us. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's what, what our podcast is. I mean, we, we have a topic, yeah, but it uh, goes where it goes. We don't talk before about what we're going to say or, you know, I mean, no. if we have a guest, then we know we're going to have a guest, but. Right. And we may have some questions just, you know, that we want to get across or we want to get the answers to. Um, so people get to know them a little bit better, but yeah, no, no, no script. No, like, okay, I'm going to say this, then you're going to say that type of stuff. Nope. I mean, it's fun. Cause I, I hope it comes across, but it feels, and it is totally genuine. I mean, we're just picking a topic, talking with you guys and talking with you. Yeah. I mean, even when we plug Mototomic or Moto Camp Nerd, because I, I want to say they're friends. Yes. Not only of the podcast, but we've gotten to know them to where I, I would consider Ben and Dan friends. Me too. Like in the moto community. It, we don't discuss how we're going to go about and do that stuff either. It's just. Chappie didn't tell me when to say rated. Um. No, you just. It, it's like we've got this connection to where sometimes we know what each other's thinking type of things or you know what time it is yeah like a lot of times the the elf yeah (laughs) the elf will start laughing and it's like holy shit how did he know i was getting ready to go there (laughs) (laughs) because your eyebrow does this one no i'm just kidding but yeah I, i i think that's my greatest motorcycle memory is all the friends that i've made over the last two years that are so into motorcycles. You know, I've got friends from all walks of life too. Got a friend out in, uh, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, Papa D. I think it's Nebraska. 
<laughs> he's funny. Yes. He doesn't have a motorcycle, but he's become one of my closest friends over the last couple of years. You know, we ask each other how, how, how the family is and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just motorcycles brings friendship and openness and the people that I've run across on a motorcycle, they don't care if you're a boy or a girl, they come walking up and start asking my wife questions about the motorcycle and she'll start laughing and go, you got to ask him the technical stuff. I just ride on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Mine mine was telling me today I got a teacher to ride. I'm hoping that with the purchase of the new bike, I'm going to be able to try and teach the wife to ride the Honda. If I got to put a lowering link in it, I put a lowering link in it. That's a great one to do it on, I think. Absolutely. Uh, The motor is very forgiving. I mean, if she can learn on that, then who knows? Then you got to win. Well, that's a pretty cool uh, story, a curveball you threw me at. I thought it would be about like the one time you did a triple jump and landed it perfect or no, I've done I all that's kinds where you of, were going. I've done all kinds of stupid shit on motorcycles <laughs> when I was a a younger fella. Um but yeah, I mean the the journey over the last two years to meeting you, um that has to be my favorite moment. I mean riding with the wife um is special and the going on the trips with her has been special. But uh, the friendship that we've, that means the world to me. I don't mean to get sappy or anything, but, you know. Don't make me uh, cry on the radio, <laughs> but whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it just. No, I appreciate it. Does, it does. It means the world to me because, I mean, we're like uh, long lost brothers that uh, we have the same, not exactly the same, but we have the same sort of views on almost everything. You know, there's been times where we've, you know, but again, we can disagree, but we don't get pissed off at each other. Right. It's a conversation. Exactly. It's like, uh, in my mind, that's how it should be. Like, we don't want to be exactly the same, but there's no reason because you think a black bike is cooler than a white bike or vice versa. Oh, I can't talk to you. That's ridiculous. (laughs) The only person that hurts is the person that's stupid enough to, to be walk petty away. enough to walk away with that and get mm-hmm. all pissed off about it. I mean, we have a lot of common interests, you know, and our passion for motorcycles and et cetera. And we Both learn have from girls. each other. We learn from each other. And, you know, like I said, we don't agree on everything, but. Right. When you say something and I don't agree, I actually sit and think about it, like try and see it from your point of view. And, Same. You know, and that's so I what think it helps a, us grow as people and friends and, you know. Absolutely. I was just going to say that's what makes uh, friendship is uh, if you believe strongly in something, it should make me think about it. I try to put yeah. myself in your point of view so I understand it, not right. just totally block it out and yeah. say, and that doesn't mean you up. have to change your mind, but maybe no. trying to understand it is, I think that's what we're missing out in the world right now. Absolutely. People trying to understand other things. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I take rest on that. I just, I think it's cool. And it's, it's been a cool journey for me too. 
I was trying to camp off my dirt bike and found, I'm like, how do I put camping gear on a motorcycle? That's how I found Tim. <laughs> oh. Because there wasn't many people that said, hey, here's a KTM 300 two-stroke. This is how you put camping gear on it. You know? So I pulled up Tim. I started watching him. And then, like you said, we kind of just started commenting on each other and watching your videos and you mine. And here we are recording yeah. a podcast. That's what's this? 26. Is this 26 today? I believe so. Yeah. Which means six months since the first episode. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. It's cool though. I mean, it gives, some, gives me something to look, look forward to every week. Absolutely. I mean, I, I enjoy our conversations and the fact that people are enjoying it as well. I, I look forward to recording. I look forward to editing, which. Thank God. Us- Thank you, Chappie. <laughs> I usually laugh my ass off while I'm editing. You can ask Bob. Um, <laughs> I, I laugh my ass off. You know, that's another thing. She's looking forward to meeting you as well, to having you here. If you're able to come early and you know, I think it'll spend be, some time, it'd be good. I mean, I feel yeah. like I feel like we've already met, right? But it'll be good to actually meet you guys, right? And and see kind of where what your world's like. I mean, yeah. I see this room that we podcast in. That's about all I know of your world, right there, <laughs> right? Or whatever. When I post a video, <laughs> yeah. Which I recorded one yesterday. Yes. Must have been on your new KTM 890. Yes. And (laughs) I did what I said I wasn't going to do. Oh, what was that? (laughs) I vlogged. Oh. Just an update on what's going on. Hey, sometimes you got to vlog. Yeah, I mean. You hear the music, sometimes it makes you dance. Whatever. (laughs) Right. First two days I wore my new helmet. It is louder. Yeah. And it is not as comfortable. You would think something that costs $200 more than my showy. It would be super comfy. It's super light. It is. Super light, be- super protective. But because it's comfy, super light, why are those things digging in the top of my head? <laughs> it's weird because like inside most helmets, you've got a round dome. This has almost like a bicycle helmet. It's got channels. And those channels, the airflow, yeah, yeah, but those channels are creating a hot spot in the top. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna try and get some like a, a foam or something like that and help the padding. I am not happy with their padding. I can't feel. I mean, when I put my showy on, it's just padding. But the the climb helmet, not particularly happy with it that sucks yeah especially because i paid so much for it i do love mine maybe i'll buy yours (laughs) it might be different and you might have a problem too i don't know same size i think so no but i mean the the inside of the helmet might be different yeah do you have that green shit inside or is that only the pro it might be just the pro i'm not sure though I'll have to look. I'll have to check it well, out. When you when you look inside, you can see through the padding and through those channels that are cut, you can see the honeycomb like green stuff. Oh no, I don't have the honeycomb green stuff. 
So that might be why, you know, because of that. That's probably to stop your brain from getting scrambled at slow speeds or something. Helmets are starting to do that. That's the stuff that the harder the impact, the more resistance it gives. It like starts, it starts starts soft. And as you squish it, it becomes more and more firm. So it like slows your head down. That's what she said. (laughs) Oh, come on. I had to go there. Slow it down for more thrusts. (laughs) Not always. (laughs) Not always. Um, But yeah, so I I, I don't know. I'm. So you started off. You started off with your favorite memory. Thought we were going to build into that. I did. Well, you just went and swung for the fence right off the bat, Chappie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's it's not like a riding story. I just wanted to get that one out of the way because I mean, if if we're talking about favorite memories, but yes, I mean, where I was going with it was um, we met through a YouTube video because we both had the same passion for traveling on a motorcycle and come to find out I actually had seen and commented <laughs> on some of your videos on a different channel where that you were making. <laughs> you know, I keep forgetting about that. But channel. neither one of us had realized it either when we started talking and then you mentioned something about the channel and I went over and I looked and I went, holy fuck. I've watched like six or seven of these videos and commented, especially the one where you zipped Amber up in the, you know, what? in I'm the bivy. Oh this, this God, week. That was so funny. Don't tomorrow, zip it. Tomorrow I'm re-releasing that because when I released that, I had like 10 subscribers or hundred. I don't know. So I'm going to just re-release it like tomorrow so that everyone can see that one. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, that, and that's why, it was hard for me to just like, uh, and I didn't know his name was Ben when I first heard the name. Like I was on defense, you know, when I heard Moto Camp Nerd. I was like, oh, all right, because and then because I had Moto Camp Moto Camping Gear Channel, whatever. But the more I saw what he's doing, like he's not just some guy that just randomly said, "Hey, I'm gonna do it." You know, he knows what he's looking for and what he's, you know, after talking about right. great guy, he won me over pretty quickly. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with him on the podcast last week. Me too. I mean, those are some of my favorite memories, you know, meeting you, meeting Tim, having Dan and Ben, like, right. I'd have never even known they existed if we didn't take this path that we've taken. Right. Right. We'd never have talked to him. And and I still would hate hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how you could hate a hoodie after that. I mean, you can't. You were I, the hoodie hater. You told me like three three episodes you've told I me. Was, I was. I no fucking hoodie. I hated having that hood. But I tell you what, it was cold when I took the 750 up to the dealership to trade it in. Guess what I wore under my jacket? The hoodie. I thought my motor time I could. You know, what's funny is Dan was saying he designed them kind of tight so that they could be worn on your bike, like under the jacket. Yeah, I fucking love them. And when I went out yesterday, there was a thought that it might rain. I brought my pants and the hoodie 
in the bag in the back just in case because if it started raining i was going to put the pants on and the hoodie was going on under the jacket and i did check it does fit under the new jacket so i have that capability it is official that we'll be making the trip the bdr along with all my other mototomic gear (laughs) (laughs) my three t-shirts my shop shirt my two jerseys we gotta get Dan to uh, make us some beanies. Oh yeah, gotta have a beanie. Mm. I mean, now I shave my head, but they're great for when it's chilly. Or I like to sleep in a beanie in the, in a tent. It's just awesome. As soon as we're done with this podcast, yeah, I'm going in to shave. Buzz it. Oh, you in manscape? No. I heard we have a new sponsor. Who is it? Who is it? No. No, Come actually, on. I told okay. the wife. Cats out of the bag. Somebody <laughs> reached out on Instagram. It it was on Instagram, and it wasn't from the company. It was somebody that said you should go to this company. So okay. that's why I haven't. Are they telling you yeah, we've got it. hairy balls? Yes, they want us to. And I told Cody, I'm not interested in taking a buzzer and buzzing around down there. Just. Not and I fun. said, sounds like fun to me. Woo-hoo. I'll give Cody, it a shot. Cody would do anything for five bucks. That's right. Six dollars? You don't even know what I'll do. <laughs> and then six fifty? Holy shit. Shit. You go ten? That's like a full tank on my seven on one. Oh, that's 150 miles for me, so you never know. Cost <laughs> me twelve dollars. Yeah. To put yeah. gas in my fucking bike. Yeah, I guess. Holy shit. And that wasn't even empty. I mean, just be glad it's a fucking motorcycle. If it was a truck, you'd really be crying. Well, truck I don't put super in. It's the cheap $2 shit. (laughs) He puts water in the truck. (laughs) Well, no, I just put the, what is it, 87 or 89 or whatever the hell it is. But the, the bike gets 91 minimum, 93 if I can find it. Most of the gas stations around here have 93. Mine just goes like, 100. It was like three, almost 380. I just run 100 all the time. 100? You know there is 100? Yeah. It's a VP. Yeah. I've seen that. I've never used it. No. Johnny, Johnny does. Well, in the old days, you used to have to jet your bikes for it. Yeah. Race fuel. Race like fuel, baby. You know that stuff. Hundred and two or hundred and three. I don't like following race fuel people. Funny thing is, though, I'm always following them, so it must make you fast. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really. It makes the bike wear wear out a little quicker, though. Runs hotter, or so I've been told. I I wouldn't run it. It might be the only option in the future. You never know. Uh, electrico. Nah. I already told you what I'll do. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Come find me, buggers! Catch me if you can. You might be able to smell my two-stroke smoke, but you ain't gonna be able to get where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and if I can't make it up the obstacle, Squatch can help me pick it up over. <laughs> oh, oh uh, I'm gonna preemptively thank Dan because Dan sent uh, Squatch a hoodie and a uh, Molotomic bag. Awesome. It's rated M. Go check out Mototomic. Save yourself. 20%. Much. 
20%. Yes. With a simple code, throttle the bitch. Of course. Yes. No. ADV. Excuse yes. Me. Throttled ADV. No space. It'll no fuck space. you up if you use a space. You don't get your <laughs> you don't get your discount. You'll fail the test. You'll f- if you can't pass the test, you can't have you'll it. Have, you'll have to retake kindergarten. Yeah, if you can't pass the test, you gotta pay full price. <laughs> Reminds me of that fucking show where you had to redo all twelve grades. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. <laughs> Want to touch the hay? <laughs> Shampoo is better. Back to school. Back to school. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> yes, that was Conditioner good. is better. No. <laughs> it makes your hair silky and smooth. <laughs> yeah, touch the hiney. <laughs> yes. Thinking back, what's uh, one of your fondest memories of motorcycles? Just motorcycles in general. It doesn't have to be travel or anything like that. Just Probably the one that still gives me chills right now is uh, when I met Tim in Idaho for my first BDR. I didn't really even know what a BDR was. No, that's... (laughs) Well, I told my buddy Chris from California. I think it was yesterday we were talking. He said he was telling his wife, hey, honey. Have you ever heard of a BDR? <laughs> and I think his wife said, it sounds like something dirty. <laughs> it is. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess technically that is true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Idaho. Oh my God, man. It is just, it's like another world. People say Moab in Utah is another world and it kind of looks like Mars, you know, but Idaho, like, it was like being in the sea where you just see a wave and a wave behind a wave behind a wave mm-hmm. of mountains. It was just so remote and so beautiful. Oh, my God. Changed, changed my world. I mean, I as bet. you said, my motorcycle life exploded. Like It flipped the switch for sure. And you were sold on motorcycle travel. Yeah, and before that, I had never wanted to travel anywhere. <laughs> I remember really? you were a little, a little to yourself. Yeah, yeah, you kept to yourself, you know, close friends and whatnot. Yep. Uh, I mean, there's there was time that I wouldn't leave my house to go to the store by myself because I was like anxious or nervous and anxiety, afraid, right. whatever. I just didn't like to go anywhere. Now, <laughs> now I'm gonna traverse the. The country. <laughs> yeah, come stay with me for a little bit. I hope you got good pizza out there. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, then I'm coming. <laughs> Some really good pizza places. See how hard I am to sell. Got good pizza? Yeah, okay, I'll be there. <laughs> I make a hell of a lasagna, too, from scratch. The only thing I don't make from scratch what? is the noodles. Well, I- and the cheese. I mean, I can open Chef Boyardee. I make my, uh, no, I make my own sauce in the pressure cooker. That makes the lasagna. Hey, wait a minute. How close to Boston are you? Uh, two hours. I don't think you should be cooking in the pressure cooker. Why? <laughs> what does Boston have to do with the pressure cooker? The marathon? Cooker? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. That's the only 
pressure cooker I've heard of. Like, I've never cooked in a pressure cooker. So, no, I got an electric one. Actually, now I've got a Ninja foodie Ooh, air yeah. fryer. Ninja is good stuff. Um, yeah, ninja coffee stuff. Yeah, I make my sauce in 20 minutes instead of slaving over a stove all day. 20 minutes? 20 minutes. Damn. I'll bet my grandma would have loved that shit. Would have changed her whole life back then. Because she would, I bet. like you say, all day long over the stove. <laughs> yeah. Simmering, addering. <laughs> yeah, there's no need for all that. And it's Unfortunately, just, it's, her recipes are all a pinch of this, a pinch of that. She did it all to taste. She didn't like have a right. It wasn't a quarter tablespoon of this or that. It was just a lot of people do yeah. that, and it's awesome until they're gone. And then I'm like, I can get close on her spaghetti. My wife's getting really good, but it'll never be exactly you know. Well, I mean, ingredients change. Yep. If you say well, a teaspoon, somebody only adds a teaspoon. You know, I mean, you tell me a teaspoon, made. you'll probably get three or four, so you got to watch out. If you get my message from Garmin. I did. You're in reach. Yes. Okay. I saw I'm that. i to make sure. Because you had mentioned something about if we were friends on there, we could. Yeah. It doesn't cost or whatever. Yep. I like to save some dollars. Speaking yeah. of saving dollars, Motocamp Nerd, save yourself 10% by using throttled ADV, not adventures, ADV. If you use the code throttled ADV, no you can go to mototomic.com and save 20%, or you can head on over to Moto Camp Nerd for all of your moto camping needs and save 10% on your purchase over there. Ben was telling us not only does he have the gear that's awesome and he's getting more and more, but it's a, a, a resource. So he has resources. He does. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's motorcycle campground specific for motorcycles. Apparently you guys back East get these fucking things. Yes. And I didn't know about that until he mentioned it. I think I that's either. more of a down South thing or Could be. I'm not sure. Like in New here, Hampshire out West. Like I'm at my daughter and son-in-law's house and I'm going to go seven minutes from their house, riding my bike and I'm camping tonight and making videos. Are you taking your 300 or the 701? 701. You're going to you're gonna have to see these videos. You know, I'm always telling you I've got enough shit. I could probably own another Ike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to see it all in the next few. Probably oh. over the next month. Yeah. Damn. It's all here. <laughs> yes, and we want to give a congratulations to those. A special who? I don't know. Who are we congratulating? <laughs> Whoever wins your... Giveaway tomorrow, which was four days ago. <laughs> yes. So if you got a time machine, you're congratulating. <laughs> if you got a time machine, hop in it and go back. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Jinx, you're it. Mototomic has, I mean, Dan's gone above and beyond, but a, a 40 liter bag and a, and a dry bag. And then Bush, Bigfoot Bushcraft. It's going to give me some percent off. I'm not sure yet because I'm sending one of those out to somebody. And Moto Camp Nerd. Um, I'm going to send out a one of the Sea to Summit brew cups. Oh, nice. The X, what is it, X21 or something like that? Yeah. So just my way of saying thanks. But uh, awesome. I appreciate all of your guys' support and help. 2,000 subscribers. That's, that blows my mind. <laughs> 
in under two years. Like I always wanted that, but I, I, it was hard for me to see that. You know, I remember when we were first talking, I'm like, I'm quitting my job, Chappy. I got to do this. And you're like, hey, why don't you grow a brain, Cody? You can't just no, fucking quit your that's, job. <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> that's what you said. No. Yeah, I mean, I cliff said, notes. <laughs> I said, hey, 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 let's not get hasty. <laughs> just remember that you need like a million views to make a thousand dollars. And what did I do? I probably went, <laughs> no, you said, hey, thanks for grounding me. Because, yeah. you know, I think I needed that. Yeah. And that's, that's what's cool. We kind of, you know, we can bounce stuff off each other. And right. Because in a order- different point of view, like when you're looking at something so intently, maybe I see it different or vice right. versa. Right. And we can just say, hey. Right. Like if I was to quit my job, we probably wouldn't be YouTube. YouTube would have to supply me with about three grand a month to fill fill what I've, yeah. I'd be giving up. See, I could get with about, about a grand a month. So if you guys have just joined Patreon here on Throttled Adventures and Two Wheels in a Tent, help support this madness. Because mm. eventually the wife's going to call me a sanity. But if I'm making enough money, I can say, hey, babe, it's working. There's my shameless plug. Yeah. No, we're having a blast. But if you want to support us on Patreon, it would be awesome. Because we love doing this. I want to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, this is fun. I, I enjoy it. And it's. And we've got it's guests coming up. Yes, we have some more guests. I still have a few I need to reach out to. So, what other memories can you think of that really stick out? Well, let's see. Um, I'll give you two real quick ones. My first, and it's not really a motorcycle, but it's two wheels and a motor, so it counts. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a car that broke down? No, 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 no. This was a, I guess it was a scooter. Oh. This is is pre, before I had a driver's license, and I was pretty young, but. It counts. I remember we, uh, one of my friend's brothers had the scooter, and his brother was drunk, passed out. So we decided it would be a good idea to take said scooter. And uh, we just went for a little drive, and I mean, we only wrecked it once, but that's besides the point. My memory of this is it was a warm night, and then all of a sudden, yes, it was a nighttime. That's when I arrived, Chappie. (laughs) But it started snowing, and so we got the headlight, and I just felt like I was in like Star Wars because the snow coming at me. It was like, (laughs) like we hit light speed, but we're really doing like... We'd probably been. We'd probably smoked a little Mary Jane, so we're probably really doing like two miles an hour. But with the snow and shit, it felt like I was like Mario Andretti on a fucking motorcycle or something. I don't know. Punch it, Chewy. Yeah, light speed, Chewy. Let's do it. Hey. <laughs> I know that was a horrible Chewbacca, but oh my, my, my dog does Chewy really well, <laughs> and. uh but then my second motorcycle memory is one of my friends in high school got a bullet bike. And we had a residential street. He decided he wanted to show me how cool this ninja. I can't even remember what it was. But um, we went from zero to like 110 in 
absolutely zero seconds. It was ridiculous. Mm. Yes, I was riding bitch. Okay. I think that's the only time that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, honestly, that one turned me off from bullet bikes because I was like, man, one car fucking pulls out here. We're done. Yeah, I, I've done some stupid stuff on sport bikes. But uh, th- those were those were my first memories. Um, least favorite and favorite at the same time would be my first desert race. I communed with the gods when I was done. I shit you not. I was praying that Squatch and the other guy uh, that I just interviewed on my channel, Josh mm-hmm. Lyman, they were talking outside the tent. I was dying. I thought for real I was dying, and I just kept praying, please go away so I could die because I was like embarrassed to die in front of them. <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to die for no. I can. I can second that. Um, the first time I actually went motocross racing, I was forty six. You know, I had had motocross bikes since I was fourteen, something like that. Thirteen, fourteen. So you were a young pup like me right now. Well, when I was fourteen, I didn't race then. No, I, I just r- rode them. I <laughs> rode them around. Yeah, I waited till I was 46 to actually go to a motocross track and race in a sanctioned race. And how did that make you feel, Chappie, when you were It there? was pretty cool. I mean, we went just to ride the track. There was no competition. Uh, my buddy was in, I think he was in the same class as me that day. And we got out on the track. And I remember it was the last lap. We're going into the last corner. And he's right in front of me. And I think that's because I I can't remember if I fell or what happened. But I saw him in front of me. And it's like, we're going into the last corner. And I'm like, well, I'm going to stick this fucking thing in the rut and give it the gas. And whatever happens, happens. He, we got back and he goes, did you have to fucking pass me on the fucking, (laughs) at the checker flag? I mean, just, I mean, we weren't. We weren't racing each other. We were just out having fun. Right. But at that point, it became a race in your head. No, it when was you just. you saw him right in front of you, you had to do it. You had yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was just one of those. I, I mean, get I, it. it. It was exhilarating. I mean, I had so much fun that day. I had never done it before. You know, I had taken jumps. I had pretended I was, you know, Michael Rocco back when I was a kid and all kinds of shit like that. But, um, I had never actually taken a bike on a motocross track during a sanctioned race, like drop the gate type of thing. There is something different about it, isn't there? Yeah, and that kind of leads. Yeah, that kind of leads into uh, another memory, good and bad, just like yours. <laughs> um, I want to say the following year might have been two years after we went to Southwick because it's not very far from my house. It's like forty minutes from here the day after the nationals. So the track was still set up for them. I nearly fucking pissed myself. (laughs) Well, I mean, you see them go over these jumps and the camera's moving with them so fast. They do not look that big. Holy shit. When you're on between camera and real life. Yes. And anybody that's listening, that's ridden in sand. Knows that if you're not going fast enough, it's not as easy to keep the bike up. The faster you go in sand, the better. I'm riding an 88 KX250 
at Southwick on a nationals track. And I crest the top of this hill and it's a down. They usually jump it. They usually <laughs> jump down onto the second one. And I looked down that hill and went, Oh my fucking God, I'm going to die. <laughs> because (laughs) at the bottom I was going to come back up and hit another one but holy shit I remember I was coming up through one of the turns and this fucking punk ass kid came through and cut me off and I had nowhere to go to the left anymore so I kind of like ran into the the earth like sand here earth here I kind of familiar with this move. It's one of my signatures now. Yeah, so <laughs> I kind of rutted myself, but the earth, you know, the normal dirt was like a wall. And you catch your tires on something like that. Fuck, forget it. I lost my balance and fell over and took out the banner. <laughs> when I picked the bike up, part of the plastic banner was melted to the pipe. <laughs> Hey, souvenir, buddy. Oh, God. That's when you get up like you own it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and wouldn't you know, I it was like right in the beginning of the lap, so I had to go all the way around the track. In the, in the ride of shame. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sand, I, I get that. So, we've said it before. I'm not a speed demon, so sand. That's why I was communing with the gods, because I did 90 miles my first race. Mm. It, it was almost all sand. And if you go two miles an hour faster, you're floating. And yep. If you go two miles an hour too slow, you're pushing your bike through the sand the whole time. Yes. That's what and I did. And it's like, uh, it's darting side to side too. It's like running in water is yeah. how I felt after that race. I right. felt like I had been running upstream with water against oh my god it was but the but underneath you the bike feels like it's it's darting side to side like a fucking fish that's what freaked me out because i grab it tighter because i want to be a control freak which is the worst thing to do yeah so i've since got better at it but i still don't love sand some people absolutely love it i didn't mind when i was a kid because i was too stupid to be afraid so it was pin it and the bike floats on top, like you said. You're going fast enough. You just don't lay it over. You know, when you get into turns and stuff like that, you use berms or whatnot, or um, you lean way the fuck off the bike if you're going to lean it over a little in the sand. I mean, granted, crashing in the sand is better than, than the dirt and the rocks where I usually ride. It's a little softer, but you still got your bike to to contend with. Yeah, because you got to pick it Handlebars up. Handlebars hurt. Sand yeah. can be soft, but if you hit your bike, it still freaking hurts. Yeah, I got to say, I was like 47 or 48 or something like that. And I fell over. I had to pick the bike up. I had to kickstart the fucking thing and then get going again in the sand. I couldn't breathe the rest of the, the lap. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which makes you make really good decisions. Get off the track. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the best decision. <laughs> Speaking of tracks, next weekend, another fucking race. 
But I can always say that I rode on an AMA track. And I've got the pictures, you know, with all the banners and everything. That's awesome. Matter of fact, I got a picture with that banner I can show you. This is where I crashed. (laughs) Matter of fact, I think my buddy Jason got a few pictures of me picking the bike up. They said they saw me coming up the hill. And they looked over at something. And then they looked back and saw the guy that was following me go by. They were like, where the fuck did he go? (laughs) So I was hidden behind the banner. All of a sudden, I stood up and started picking the bike (laughs) off. And they were like, whoa, what happened? Here's uh, one of, I think, maybe one of, I'm going to speak for Squatch, but maybe one of his favorite or funniest moments. At the end of that 90-mile race, he was behind me, just uh, making sure that I made it back because I literally was dying. Apparently, I was riding, and I just got tired and fell over to the right. He said, you didn't move a hand, a foot. You didn't stick your foot out to try and catch. You just held the bike like riding position and tipped over and just laid there. <laughs> of course, oh, God. eight hours later, our GoPros were dead, so he didn't have footage, but he still gives me shit about it. Hey, remember when you just decided you were going to take a dirt nap in the sand? <laughs> Gravity check. Gravity check, baby. Oh. Yes, when when you're younger, gravity checks. You can laugh about them. Um, usually, jump up and you go running after the bike. Oh God, is it okay? Did I did I damage anything? Because money is Big. so like yeah. far and few between. Because you're not, you know, didn't work a whole lot, or you know, you're you're a kid and you're mowing lawns and stuff for your. Yeah, I mowed the lawn today. I didn't get my allowance, so you're worried about the bike being damaged, and now it's like my body. I, I fall over and it's like, okay, nothing hurts. Okay, that's okay. Whatever. Yeah, okay. I mean, I bend the handlebars. Oh, well, they make more. Yeah, they'll make more of those. Yeah, it's cost. It might be 60. on back order, but they'll make more of them. Right, but it, it may cost me like 60 bucks, but who cares? Because like the body costs I'm more okay. Yeah, time. that means I can ride tomorrow. Exactly. Whereas if you bent your handlebars too bad and you couldn't straighten them in the vice or you busted your shift lever or your clutch lever or something like that to the point where you couldn't use it it's like fuck now i can't ride for two weeks because i can't get my clutch lever yeah so it kind of sucks yeah i get it it's funny i broke my wrist that was tough month it was supposed to be like two months but i took the multi-tool milwaukee and cut my cast off (laughs) so that i could do another race (laughs) yeah i don't think i would do that which is the race uh, it's the same people that put on that race that are doing the one next week that I'm going to. Yeah, funny story. Um, if my brother's listening, he's probably going to laugh his ass off. I went with him and my buddy Andy because they were racing, and I went with them. I didn't have a – I had a ninja, no dirt bike. And they're, uh, they're at the race, and it's pretty cool. I mean, this is, like, not – like what you see on TV, it's not like doubles, triples, all that bullshit. It's like there's a tabletop, there's a jump here, there's a jump there. But it's like this field where they take all the hills that are already there and they put the track around that. There's a hill climb, there's a downhill, there's a little jump, 
there's a tabletop, there's an up the hill to a jump. You know, it's like old school motocross, like 70s, 80s type stuff. There's I no. I can see where this is going. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason, who is learning how to ride. I mean, he rides, and you want to talk about slow. There's no way you're as slow as Jason. But Jason had fun. He knew he was slow. He didn't care. That's it, man. He just, he went out on the track, a sanctioned race. He's riding a 79 Mako dual sport that was converted into a motocross. And he's riding this old bike that probably shouldn't have knobbies on it. It probably had (laughs) at best 50-50 tires or something, you know. And he's riding it around the track and having fun. And I'm watching him, and I'm going, "Why? Well, I, I can do oh that." Boy. Oh boy, I knew you this know, was going to no. happen. On so, your ninja? No. Oh no, 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 no! I no. thought that's where we were going. I was a little worried, chap. Oh fuck no! <laughs> no, but I have thought. Of, <laughs> I have thought about taking the CRF or the Beamer to the the track. <laughs> CRF would probably be a good place to start, not the Beamer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, do what you want. Just make sure you film it if you take the Beamer. <laughs> well, I wouldn't do it with the current tires. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I could do that. And my brother was in his second race, and he's in the over 40 C-class novice, you mm-hmm. know, beginners. And they come off the line, he got an awesome jump. Somebody lost control of their bike and went across the line. Yeah, because you go into the first turn, it's a right-hand turn. So yeah, they just went I went straight across the line. I, I <laughs> went. Yep. I want to tell you, he was top five into that first corner, and this guy—I don't know if he couldn't slow down or whatever—went right across, right across the track, and all of a sudden, I didn't see my brother anywhere. Fuck. Yep. And there's a big pile up of bikes and stuff like that, and my sister-in-law standing there, and I'm like, "That's Scott," and she goes, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> well, she was upset because she knew it was yeah. him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, I just knew when there was a pile up that it was him. I just, I have that sense of, I hate it because it would have been nice not to know. But yeah, I just, I knew when there was a pile up. I couldn't see what happened. You just knew. This, yeah, this guy went across and T-boned my brother. And he broke his leg right above the boot. So we we don't know if the bike hit his leg and the you know squished it between the two. Um, What'd your brother he, say to that fucker at the start line? Piss him uh, off so bad. <laughs> they were on they were on opposite sides of the freaking thing. He was on the inside. My brother was towards the outside. Yeah, but you would think after seeing that that you would, would uh, come to your senses. I would never do that. You would think so. Yep. What did you, know you have to do? You know what I did the following weekend? Same track. Did it? Uh, that was three weeks later. No, the following weekend, I was in Connecticut buying a 88 and a 93 KX250 for 800 bucks. The thought Is that was- one that still resides with you? I still have the 88, yes. The 93 was sold for 350 The thought was- uh, the 88 ran, 93 needed to be rebuilt. Me and my buddy Andy were going to go through both bikes over the winter, and we were going to restore them both and sell one, maybe two. 
the 88 I was able to get running and guess what? Three weeks later, I was at that track with Andy, <laughs> but the gate dropped and I didn't like take off either. It was just, no, I, I'm how, serious. How I, I, I was not, I was not looking for the whole shot. I, we went way outside and I went easy and just, I was there to ride the track and have fun because the track is fun. And that's pretty much the, you know, if I start near the back and pass a shitload of people, then that's fun. Then yeah, that's it's meant to be. But the only part that's not fun about that is eating all the dust. <laughs> it's not too bad. They do a good job. Oh, that's good. But it's not. Uh, it's you not about stout hair. <laughs> yeah, it's not about trophies and stuff like that. No, for me. no. It's about going to the track. It's a beautiful track. It's a fun track and having fun. I so. tell everybody that we race with. I mean, they know I'm not competing. I, I couldn't if I wanted to. But I tell them, you know what? I'm. 45 senior plus novice amateur whatever class i'm in at the time and if i win this all out get first place there ain't no free pussy for me no free drugs and no money that i get so what i do is i take i take my what people think is the fun meter whatever the speedometer i don't give a shit about my speedometer fun I meter. A, yes i have instead of a speedometer i have a fun meter and i can have more fun on a motorcycle than most fucking people I'm not saying i'm a good rider but goddamn i can have fun on a bike <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i enjoy that you know i don't have to win i'm not I'm just out for the experience yeah i mean uh, i gotta say it the same but that day I was there, you know, I saw that they had a dual sport class and I was thinking, Jesus Christ, dual sport, that would be. They just did that here. You know, I was thinking if I had a dual sport, I could go to the track with them. If you had a dual sport, if you had a dual sport or two or three or five. Two or three or five. I could go to the track with them. I could ride it on the road. I could ride it on the trails. I could do whatever, right? Yeah. But I ended up finding that KX and the rest is history. The green machine, baby. Yeah. And I got to say, when I bought my BMW, I didn't know what the hell a BDR was. I mean, I know they had been out for eight years. I got my first taste of what a BDR was when Amanda tried to do the cabinet, which I don't think I would attempt. So I'm, I am not going to throw shade there. That is not a easy thing to do no, i saw rodney have a hard time with it it's supposed to be the hardest one absolutely i will be doing it hopefully in like two weeks but we are skipping i'm just going to put it out there so you're not disappointed people by request of chris and gladly accepted by me we're going to skip the first section because i just honestly don't have any desire to just sit and push my bike these hands and chris has never done like a bdr so well plus he's got a brand that. new bike yeah, he's got a You're going to take bike. a bike that you're not really accustomed to into sand? No, thanks. I mean, he grew up in California and he's done desert and stuff. He's, I think he's, I want to say 55. And this will be his first time, you know. I want it to be fun. So, am I scared of the sand? No. If you guys want to call me out and meet me down there, I'll go fucking do the first section with you. But other than that, like I said, I'm after the fun meter, and uh, I don't get paid for doing the first section. The fun meter starts at 1. It does, but it goes way past 11. 
you seen that show. Come on, Chappie. We turned it to 11. But the amplifier says it has 11. Well, why not just make 10 louder? Spinal Tap. Yeah. You've never seen Spinal Tap? No, it wasn't a real big. Oh, I mean, I've seen that. bits and pieces. I really didn't. That's all you need it. to know is just bits and pieces. Of it. I, I didn't really care for it, so I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> I'd say I was on my phone, but we didn't have phones back then. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. Daydreaming about the girlfriend or something. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, um, I know what you were doing. Daydreaming about the girlfriend. So. So, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know what a BDR was until Amanda did it on her channel, who, by the way, I discovered through Tim Collins. Me as well. When she was on that trip, come to find out, part of the problem with her trying to do the cabder was her clutch fraud. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of hard to ride in the sand without a clutch. Very, very useful tool. It's probably. Sand is very hard on clutches. That too. But. the clutch is probably the most useful tool in a motorcyclist's toolbox. See. Even more important than the actual throttle itself. See. You can Especially see the more technical you get. Yeah. So I don't technically how get. people use these right recluse and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a fucker tell me like five times that I need to get one and I, I was getting angry because what I heard, he said, You need to get a recluse, it would help you, blah 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 blah. What I heard is you suck and you're old. You need to get fucking handicapped for close. So I got all pissed. <laughs> That's not what he was trying to say. He was trying to actually help me. But <laughs> hey, if it makes your fun meter go higher, get whatever. But I don't know. The elf said he might be on vacation today. What? What's uh? Is there any well, elf snacks? Any? There <laughs> are elf snacks. Gary. <laughs> Gary. Hello, my dear. Who's Gary? I'm not sure, but you're about to find out. <laughs> Gary's very hairy because he didn't accept the Manscaped sponsorship. <laughs> I forget what the, it was not Manscaped. I forget what the name of the company was. But when I went back, I mean, the, when I first looked at it, I was like, yeah, not interested. And then I was like, no, it's not my show. It's our show. I need to at least run it by you. So like a hey, couple I'll days take later. I'll one for the team. Right. But a couple days later, I reached out to you and told you about it. And I was like, and I went back in to find it. And it was like, it's like one of those spammers like that we get on every podcast Instagram. Support it on blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's like, so I've stopped putting the hashtag podcast in our posts just to get rid of those fucking people. See you later, suckers. <laughs> A little else running around. What the fuck am I going to do today? What if? Okay, here comes the what if elf motherfucker to your house. What if? Yes, so there is seven. I went searching for... Is that the question? This is the elf question? I went searching for... No, I, I went searching for what if questions on the web and kind of morphed Ooh. them into motorcycle related stuff. Um, and some of them are strictly motorcycles, some of them are kind of mad. Uh, number four, number four, number four. 
to pick the only one that's definitely not motorcycle related. That's because I'm the elf, fucker. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, go funny. number half a four. Okay. One. We can... We can... <laughs> I don't know what fucking math you're using. <laughs> the ones they're teaching in school today. Critical theory math. Bob has no arms, half no legs. Half a four is one. Bob has Bob. no arms, no legs. Ah, that's not. very sad. Who's, Who's there? there? Not Bob? Not fucking Bob. What if they're using their head to knock? <laughs> conk, conk. <laughs> not Bob. So, all right. What would you call the seasons? Fall, One, two, winter. three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? So, what... What would you call the seasons? <laughs> okay. It's just it's just more editing. What would you call the seasons? Leave it in, fucker. If you could <sighs> Okay, there's four seasons. What would I call them? What would you name them if you had to come up with the names for them? And it can be motorcycle related, you can be in your motorcycle brain. What would you call the seasons? Instead of winter, fall, or winter, spring, summer, and fall, what would you name them? Winter is definitely death. 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 Yes. Yes? Fall would be sadness. Sadness? Yes. Spring would be Viagra. Viagra. And summer would be, oh, hell yes. <laughs> oh, hell yes, or Woody. Uh, no, summer would be the nurse that you go see after the four hours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's my seasons. Uh, <laughs> what would you call them? I would call them early riding season, riding season, late riding season, and fuck, it's not writing season. I think fuck, it's not writing season could be substituted with time for a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere warm. <laughs> I know you hate the snow, too. Come on, Chappie. I don't. I mean, I, I ski. I was a skier. Um, I haven't done it in quite a while. Uh, I like hockey. I like hockey too, yeah, but you I don't need hockey. snow for hockey. Well, I mean, it's part of the it's part of the the package. I don't mind the snow. I don't like the below zero freezing cold. That bothers me. I don't mind the snow in pictures or on a YouTube video. Yeah, that is not mine. That's a good one though. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw that and I was like, yeah, we can make this work. Good job, Chappy. You saved the elf's little ass. Yeah, if, if anybody else has a what-if question, again, you can reach out at contact at throttledadventures.com. Send us an email with a question or leave a comment in one of our Instagram posts or on the website. You know, or anywhere. just straight down the road. And uh, when the news comes, scream out your question and say, this is for the elf. Yeah. But um, because um, the current administration has stopped the elf's unemployment. So he needs your help. Give him questions. 
No more unemployment for elves. Mm. It only counts if he jumped over the fence, not if he went under it, you little bastard. <laughs> uh, uh, son of a bitch. See, that's like going off the track. They they dock you points for that. Yeah. You gotta do it right. You gotta put in the effort, man. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch, that was funny. Mm. Oh god. I'll probably be embarrassed about that later, but oh, yeah. That's part of the deal. It is. All right. I don't know. We didn't share as many memories as I thought we would, but I think the ones that we did, I mean, they were good. I mean, they're real. Full full memories. I hope everybody yeah. enjoyed that. If not, the elf says, jump under the bridge. Jump under the bridge. Jump under the bridge. And go see the troll. Yes, and you better know the riddle. <laughs> <laughs> or take the riddle and maybe the I elf would go away if said. I did that. <laughs> you just got <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't catch what you said at first, and, and that's what I was going to say earlier about why I love to, editing the podcast. I'm trying to give you some editing laughs. That's a a lot of the times, <laughs> I will miss some of the things you say, or just some of the things that we say. It's not as funny in the moment, but when I listen back, if we laugh at the podcast after, I'm sure other people enjoy it as well. So, I sure hope so. I mean, yes. Uh, it's it's easy because we're trying to think, complete a thought, right? Right. And then you'll say something or I'll say something and don't hear it until the podcast or editing here. <laughs> right. Or not quite catch what we had said. And it's just, it. it's like, oh my God, there's more than one meaning to that. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. As always, I am not Chappy, and he is not Cody. No, I am not Cody. And not I am yet. not Chappy. Rap! We're not there yet. We're not there. That was a premature brapsteration. Yes. So thank you all also for listening. Also known as in brapgasm. Premature brapgasm. Yes, that's the worst. Yes. So embarrassing. Uh, especially when it loops. <laughs> that's hair <terrible. laughs> Thank you all for listening, and we hope we leave with leave you with that looping brapgasm. Yes, have mini brapgasms and share them. Yes, get out and ride. I hope the weather's nice for y'all. If it's not, stay in your tent. And until next week, I'm Chappie. And I'll be Cody. This time. Wrap in the next adventure, baby. Better fucking hold on. Hold on.